The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. TSF Entertainment Podcast fans, this is your boy Retro CG, and I'm joined tonight by my great and wonderful host, Miss Really BTV. Hey, in the building, and then I got my boy Jack of Jordan, little bro. What's, what's, what's going on? I feel like you're more excited that he. I feel like you got he got an extra little something something on his intro, but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's all I good. I am a tad bit excited. I'm, 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 always, I'm always a little bit excited when Lil Brother comes around. It's know. all good, though. I'm busy with you regularly. You know, I don't get to visit with him regularly. So, you know, I do get a little bit excited when he comes around. i tell you what, I'll give you a little sauce on the next one. It's all good. No, it's all good. It's cool. It's cool. So, tonight, we up in here talking about uh, P-Valley, uh, Season 1, Episode 107, Last Call for Alcohol. Hmm. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Mm. We got some things to talk about. Lil yeah. Birdie, this bitch, I'm balling. <laughs> My God. You funny. <laughs> so, uh, the episode kickoff with uh, a girl, Otta. I'm going to call her by her name. Well, Thank you. Haley. Thank you. Haley. I'll get to it later. But no, now, no, no. We won't get... No. Anyway, so go ahead. For now, she's Otta. So, we start the episode off with... Um, Autumn doing a uh, lap dance. She's dancing for Montavious. Um, we later on learned it's a flashback. She's having a flashback of, I guess, when they were in better times. Um, she's doing like this little seductive lap dance for her, and then they're interrupted by the baby crying, and Montavious gets up and go check on the baby. And then um, it switches to present day, where she's at her place. Have we figured out is this an apartment or a hotel that she's staying at? I would think it's an apartment. I think it's like a little apartment. I don't I know what like it is. A little apartment too. It was like <laughs> it might be a trap apartment, but yeah. But anyway, like Carter, uh, she's moving out. Um, <laughs> is what we're seeing. She's kind of like packing up her things and taking the newspaper down off the windows, and she's getting ready to leave. <laughs> taking off her curtains. <laughs> <laughs> she's taking down her curtains. <laughs> she was taking down her curtains, wasn't she? So then the scene switches to uh, Uncle Clifford showing up at the um, the protest. He's so pretty Lord. much last episode he bailed uh, Patrice out, and we learned that his motive for bailing her out was he wanted to use her to help get um, some petition signed um, to block the casino from coming to Chuckalisa. So um, he's at the protest and he's kind of walking up with this little Black Panther type outfit on. With a Uncle Clifford was getting his best Black Panther 
power to the people outfit on, honey. That's definitely the look that he was going for, power to the people. And we see Patrice got her a new wig. She got her a new look, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she, she, got got her, she got her fresh out of jail look going. For real. She done got her a new wig and a new outfit with some of that leftover money that she stole from her daughter. You know? Lord, <laughs> Lord. So he pretty much makes it very clear to her that, yo, after this situation is um, over and done with, after this protest, I'm done with you. You know, I ain't got no use for you after what you did to Mercedes. So, you know, they kind of have like a little back and forth, but it wasn't really much about nothing. Um, then the scene switches to uh, down to the mayor's office, uh, Mayor Ruffin, God Daddy, Andre. God Daddy. God Daddy, uh, God Daddy Andre, and uh, Wyatt Brothers are down to the mayor's office, and Andre is presenting them with a new leasing agreement, well, a new agreement for um, their land, which is now a leasing agreement. So they right. they're pissed the fuck off at this point. Like, yo, this is not what we yeah. asked for. But I felt like Andre did that to him because of the little stunt that uh White pulled on him last episode. He pulled a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that was the fu. Like, you know, like you know, I'm gonna get the last laugh on this. It's an yeah, fu. It's a fu to them because they didn't want the leasing agreement and White and um Corbin did, but it's not really a fuck you. Because at the end of the day, look what they get. They get a half a million up front. They get 15K a month. And they get 1% of the gross revenue of the casino. That don't seem like that's too shitty of a deal, you know. But they get screwed if the casino doesn't happen. And it looked like the casino might not happen. I mean, we don't, we didn't really get a, we, we don't know. But if the, with what we the see only is thing about that is. What we're seeing is happening with the protests and everything. Yes, there is a likelihood that. The casino might not go through now, so they could get screwed, but they get to retain the land. If that's the I case. think over, I think overall he's a good guy. He's just trying to do he's just trying to make everybody comfortable I, in this transition. I think when it first started out, he was just, you know, in it to make sure that his god daddy's interest was he got what he wanted. What he wanted. Mm-hmm. But I think he's evolved since then. So I agree with you. I think he's now evolved yeah. to a point now where he wants to what's best for everybody. That's you know honest and want to do the right thing. Except for putting that gun out, out of their their land and their property. So yeah, yeah. I but I also think, but I also think he might have been sold something that wasn't true when he showed true. up. I think I think God Daddy had him thinking one thing was going on, and he got there and realized, wait a minute, like when he was you know when he got on him a couple of episodes ago about naming the park after himself. And I think he was starting to see, wait a minute, you and God Daddy your... ain't all that he's saying that he is. Right. And I think that might be part of it too, because you're right. I think he showed up with every intention of making this happen, you know, making God Daddy happy. Okay, cool. We're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But then he realized, wait a minute, it ain't, it ain't going down here the way you, the way you made me you think things motive. were going down You got here. some motives. It's not just about revitalizing the town. You got some motives. Right. Because you hear that in the conversation where he was like, well, you're going to be late. For your ribbon cutting ceremony, and uh, he told, <laughs> he told him, he's a goddamn. You got some bad deeds. So stay out there too long. <laughs> that shit was funny, You're right. man? <laughs> Yo, uh, goddamn, so I'll fuck you up. But uh, Crystal, you were right though, because um, I know in the earlier podcast, you and I kind of talked about what did we feel like the mayor's intentions was. I think he has good intentions mixed with his own motives. Um, because he did reference right. you know, how low the unemployment rate is which we've said from day one from the very first podcast that this was a depressed area 
and that the casino could do good for the area by bringing revenue and bringing jobs. So that's good. But he's also in it for his own personal interest because these Wyatt brothers, he's want to make sure that they get the best deal out of all so that he can retain his, um, his spot as mayor. And then, you know, the brothers, they, they were pissed off. And they told him that as soon as we pass this casino, you know, we're going to vote you out. We're going to get you out up out of the office. So we kind of hear a little backstory. Right. Because you, because we elected you and they even threw a little bit of, and you like a little bit I of agree. undercover racism at, at, at the mayor. But yes, basically, like, listen, we only elected you because you promised us that you would be able to do X, Y, and Z. And since you're not following through on your promises, we really don't have no use for you. Right. This is the only somebody. reason why we put you in this spot for you to facilitate this deal. Right. And basically, let them know. And, and they basically threw it out there like, you only they there to on let you be they there. They put them on like, notice quick. Yeah. yeah they definitely did. see a little bit backstory with the uh, mayor. You know, he was like, um, you know, I come from a time where, you know, I didn't have it as good as you did coming up, you know. And, you know, kind of referencing right. what it was like being a, a black coming up in Chuckalisa where, you know, there was uh, segregation yeah. and, you know, racism and all that stuff. And then we also mm-hmm. learned that he paid for Andre's tuition. So, I mean, I'm not going to say the mayor has been right. all bad, but he's probably, you know, since evolved. And then um, Eloise comes in and tells him that, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to go to that ribbon cutting ceremony today. And she turns on the news and he sees the protests and then tells her to get the sheriff on the phone. But I thought it was neat how they, they did that, though, because they pretty much ambushed his, his ribbon cutting ceremony when they protest. Okay. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. They sure did. So then we switched down to the Telex, um, and Mercedes is in line waiting to, uh, you know, pick up one of these transfers, and she looks up and sees Clifford, Uncle Clifford and um, Patrice on the news. So, you know, she instantly pissed the fuck off. Like, she trying to figure out what's going on with the situation. How are you two together? Yeah, you hanging with right. the hops. Yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> right, right. He out with, he out with yeah. the hops. Exactly. So, she was pissed off about that, and I think she had good reason to be. Um, um, and then what else happens? Let me see. Uh, so, next we see Haley leaving her place, and then um, we switch to Uncle Clifford pulling up. He pulled up in that Caprice Classic, showed up at home, and <laughs> honey, that Caprice has seen better days. Spinners, I ain't seen them in a minute. <laughs> right and right, and sitting on some spinners. I said, "What?" And it's like Who four different that? tones, though. It ain't like the door one color, and I don't know. The the, the color, right. it's like ambrosia <laughs> or something. I don't know. And pink, I think. Yeah, don't get me right. And so he pulls up, and who's sitting up on his porch is Corbin. Beat the fuck down. Corbin looks like he been hit by a yeah. bus. <laughs> them brothers fucked his shit loose. <laughs> they and them brothers ain't like that shit. Them brothers fucked his ass up. And, yeah, his brothers some losers. And Uncle Clifford being the good friend that he was, you know, trying to tend to his wounds and stuff. So, you know, they start having a conversation um, about the whole casino and everything, and then we kind of see that Corbin has some arterial motives, which me and you talked about that, Crystal, in that episode where you remember uh, Clifford showed up at the uh, fields, and you know, they were kind of having a conversation mm-hmm. about the casino, and Corbin didn't tell him then that, yo, your property is included in this. Yeah, he didn't tell him. Like, and, and even when, you know, when, when Uncle Clifford was walking away, talking about some how rich he was getting ready to be, Corbin yeah. didn't say nothing. He let, him, uh, he let him think that because Uncle Clifford thought that they were going to build a casino across the street from his club, not knowing that 
your club exactly. is part of the real estate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, your club is is the casino. Is the casino, sir? We need this waterfront property. It's just it's just in the way. And so and, exactly, and I hate this though, because we see this every day in real life and pretty much every situation where friendship and money and business it all kind of goes sour eventually. It might start off as good, but at some point, you know, you're going to hit those roadblocks when you're trying to do business with friends, even though they weren't trying to uh-huh. do business together per se. But, you know, here Uncle Clifford is trying to save his club and you being my friend, you know that I want to save my club or either get paid for it. I, I think Uncle Clifford would be okay with letting the club go if they gave him an offer. But they're trying to take the Yeah, if they made him a decent offer, him I, think, I definitely think he just took it. But it, but yeah. for them, it didn't make any sense because it was already about to be on a chopping block. So it didn't really make any business right. sense for them. It just would have been pretty much, we'll be doing this as a favor to you. When really, they ain't really owed Uncle Clifford anything, especially considering that the no. business was already up on a chopping block. I'm not about to give you something that you're not about to really have anyway. Technically not. Technically not. Right. And the average Te- person wouldn't do yeah. it. The average person... Not. Ain't gonna pay for something they can get for free because the club was uh, thirty days. It was he had thirty days before they foreclosed on a club initially, before uh, the mayor got involved in doing his you know shady shit with the eminent domain. Uh, remember, he had thirty days to come up with the fifty five k. Right. So you know, I, I felt like you know they could have made him an offer for like one hundred and fifty, and he could have used the fifty five k, paid the club off, you know, signed the deed over to him, and then still pocketed a hundred thousand dollars. I mean. That would have been the earnest thing to do. Um, but I guess you're right. You know, they're looking at it as, hey, if we just sit back and wait 30 days, we're going to get it for free. Or get yeah, it for free. Yeah, it's going to be on the shopping block. Yeah, it's going to be on the shopping block anyway. So, yeah, yeah we're a little patient. And <laughs> we're just a little patient. We're so, gonna get this kind of yeah. another side. You know, I was, I was going up for Corbin until, you know, he pulled this little stunt he pulled, you know, about uh, the niggers. How <laughs> can Cliff protect him on that shit? And then oh, I man, he realized him. that because Uncle Clifford's like, well, here I was getting ready to ask you for a loan to help save my club. He's like, shit, I ain't got no money for that. And then Uncle Clifford was like, so. Right. He said he have it. He said he, he ain't had no money, money for that. that. Yeah. Like, I got it. Just not But I'm not going to give it to you for that. So on yeah. to the next. So Uncle Clifford was like, shit, don't roll up in my spot no more. Like, I hope you got enough money to pay for these tapes I got of you coming to your draws and uh, get beat in my club. He was like, basically... Right, like the next time you want to whoop it, go let your brother Basically, do it. he told him, like, look, not only is the pink here to stay, but don't bring your ass back here no more. Like, you know, and I, and I feel him for that. I mean, yeah. even though the reason why I go for Uncle Clifford so bad was because it's not really his fault. I mean, we, we've seen that he assumed the club with debt, so he's been doing everything he can to try to get out of that debt. And everybody's right. working against him, and he's done good for the people in that town with that club. So at the end of the day, you know, he's trying to fight for his livelihood. You know, he's trying to fight for mm-hmm. his livelihood. Y'all going to take my club away from me and leave me with nothing. And now I'm going to be destitute while everybody else sitting on these millions. So, yeah. He... Right. Everybody else but getting me, paid right. but me. So um, then the scene switched to Little Murder at the club. They is Little Murder and DJ Never Scared and Keyshawn and Woody. Woody. Little Murder. <laughs> little Murder, this bitch, a baller. <laughs> little Murder. <laughs> uh, little Murder's is doing a sound check, I guess. I guess that's what he was doing. He was doing a sound check. Out, yeah, he was doing sound. That shit was terrible. Slow. That shit was slow. That was beyond terrible. I sent him packs out. 
They bring the stacks in. I'm like, what the fuck was that? He was speaking. But okay. He was speaking his rap. He wasn't even rapping that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but Keyshawn pulled him to the yeah. side like, yo, bro, you got to get over your stage fright because she clearly identifies the fact that he's nervous. So, you know, she take him to the back and, um, you know, they have a moment where she was like, yo, I'm going to help you get through this stage fright. And then, of course, he's like, I ain't scared of nothing. You know, he put on this persona that he's so hard. But in reality, we know that he's nervous about this performance. So mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. coached him through that shit. You know, she got him up on the stage and, you know, she did what she thought would help him to get out of his stage fright. And she did. So what we're seeing here is a good combination between um, Keyshawn and Lil Murder. Like, she really needs to be his manager. Even if she, even if she doesn't take Wody's spot, she really needs to be like his, his second manager. She really needs to be like the person that markets the brand and you know, gives him his best advice because mm-hmm. she, she clearly gets it. I mean, she knows how to promote a brand. So she did that shit. She definitely knows how to do that. Yeah, she absolutely knows how but to do that. But we're seeing another side to Keyshawn that we haven't seen. You know, I wouldn't say it's business savvy, but at the end of the day, she knows how to make social media work. And so, you know, she's pretty much giving him the advice that she uses to... You know, when she gets up to perform, basically, you know, she says, I have these same fears, but, you know, when those lights go out and I get on that stage, you know, I transform. And that's basically what she's trying to tell him to do, and he does. So he gives us a yeah, better performance, a great performance of uh, Mississippi Pride. That's the song name. And so um, we switch to the next um, scene, and Spinner's pulling up to the pink, <laughs> and the sheriff gets out, and... Um, I couldn't remember if he served him papers. I don't know if he served him papers or he gave him a notice. Yeah, he did serve him papers because he was like, uh, basically, tonight, y'all can't have no exposed breath. It's either y'all can't serve no alcohol or y'all can't serve no, or y'all can't have no exposed breath or we're going to shut you down. Right. And so a Clifford reaches in his purse to try to, you know, pay him off like he normally does. He's like, I can't take that. He's like, you, you being taken it. He was like, I don't know what you did to piss the mayor off. <laughs> right. But, you know, I can't do this anymore. Basically, you got to follow the rules tonight. If if we catch you with any exposed breasts, we're going to shut you down. So, our Cliff mad as fuck. I mean, he has a right to be because they're using the law to manipulate the situation. So, they're trying everything they can to run him out before it's time for him to run out. So, and then um, as the sheriff is leaving, we see Autumn pulling up and he he spots her. And he notices that that's the tick from the missing person poster. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. at this point, he's probably called Montavious and said, I think I found your wife. She works here at Pink. What y'all think? He definitely called it. I think that. he called him. Yeah, yeah. I d- yeah, because I mean, because I, I think I definitely think he called him. Yeah, I definitely think. But I think him. he I, he probably was believing that he was just doing the service to, right. you know, husband, you know, whatever. Looking for looking his missing for wife, his right. Wife. Yeah, you know, so he that's probably the, you know what yeah, is going on. He definitely don't have no reason. Yeah, he definitely don't have no reason to think and he don't know anything. He don't know otherwise. Negative. Right. He don't know otherwise. He don't know anything about Autumn. He's never had any interaction with her, so he really thinks that mm-hmm. I've I've done something good. So then the uh, scene switches to Mercedes waiting in Uncle Clifford's office, and uh, Uncle Clifford coming in. <laughs> she was bad as fuck. <laughs> that was hilarious. She turned around. He's talking about um, what happened to. Big big L with security. Because yeah. <laughs> he know Mercedes about the book. Hey, you saw that. Big man, too. <laughs> she, 
Yeah, that bottom lip poke. Yeah, he know Mercedes about to whoop his ass. He's talking a big ass. Yeah, that bottom lip poke. And she was like, look, uh, I ain't dancing for you tonight. You get past the wood by the dance for you tonight. <laughs> uh, Uncle right. Cooper told her, like, look, don't make me bury the pig without my bottom bitch. Like, I need you. And um, he shows her on the camera that, you know, all the um, the rest of the the crew is there, you know, they all getting ready for the night, and, you know, this is the last night, and he really wanted Mercedes to be a part right. of it. Right, but they had a, yeah, but before, even before they got to that part, she, you know, confronted him about, like, what the hell you doing hanging out with Patrice? And he was like, listen, I'm just trying to save my club. Like, I'm just doing whatever. He was like, if I got to dance with the devil, that's what I have to do, because I'm trying to save my club. And, you know, she sort of softens up after he he really about have a breakdown. He like, and it doesn't matter. Nothing I, it doesn't matter. Nothing I did work. I'm and not only, and, and she reminded him of the rules. <laughs> I like that about right. Like, like uh, we ain't doing all that crime shit. Every time yeah. he gets ready to have that moment, because this is not the first time where she's checked him on that where he's wanted to break down. She's like, no, no crying at the paint. Right. Like she keep him. She keep him in check right. with that. But we also see in this situation that Uncle Clifford is not selfish. I mean, yeah, he's trying to save his club. But he's not just trying to save it for himself. He's trying to save it for all of them. He's like, these folks ain't got nowhere else to go. Big L, ain't nobody going to hire him. Who will hire Big L? Right. He's like, I exactly. didn't want to hire Big L. He's scared. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was funny. He was like, hell, I didn't want to hire him. <laughs> so he's trying to look out for the girls. He's like, ain't nobody going to get these girls no job, no decent job. Like, so he's, he, yeah, he's trying to, I ain't got nothing to do. This is all I got. You know, so basically, he's like, "Look, this is this is a safe haven for people who, you know, are come from checkered passes or whatever. You know, you come here with no judgment, and you know, this your home. So he's trying to save the club for everybody. And so, you know, Mercedes, she she falls in line. You know, she do the right thing. She go down there and get the girls motivated, get Monte working on her flaws for the night. You know, and then her and Autumn end up going into one of the the VIP rooms, and they, you know, they do their last little money exchange." And, um, you know, which was kind of crazy, though, because why Autumn just didn't tell Mercedes to keep what she had, <laughs> you know, you know. Right. See. But but this what I don't understand. Why are people so hard-headed? You're looking for something, right? You're looking for a miracle. You're looking for a blessing. You're looking for a breakthrough. And Autumn says, listen, I'm going to give you double than which what I promised you because I know you try. Right. I'm going to give you 20K instead of 10K because I know you trying to do something to stay the fuck out the pink. And I want to be here to try to support you and have your back. And it's like, you know, she's sitting on at least 200 grand. You know, she is. You helped her get it. And then she's talking about some, nah, uh-uh. You told me 10K. I'm going, I, I did 10K's worth of work. I don't understand that. I would never, like, cause to me, you, to me, you're just blocking your blessing. Like, she's trying to give you a way out. And I don't understand why she wouldn't take that. I, my, maybe that's just not how no, my no, brain works. No, no, I agree works, with but, you on that. The, my I only response to that is, I just think that Mercedes has such a code that she lives by that, you know, she don't feel like that's what we agreed on. We didn't agree on the 20K. We agreed on the 10K. Like, I don't want to put you out. I'm a, I'm going a, I'm to a scrape up the rest of this money. But you're right. I mean. I'm a crystal on it. I, I think I mean, that, I like, or something like that, with something like that just yeah. pops up and say, Give me 20K. And I, I'm Thank you, bro. I, right. That's what I'm listen. saying. Like, it's... I mean, especially like since the way answer. it went down. Right. It is, it's exactly. Like, you, you, you're you, looking for it. You're looking for a way. And, and again, not to go uh, ahead to the next episode, but you would rather make a deal with the devil than to take the money from somebody you're building a friendship with 
who you know, I mean, you you may not know where the money coming from. You may not know all of that's legit, but you know that you you know how that how at least how she got that money and that she's and so crazy with that. Like she's straight up, she she's leaving town. Like you're straight, she's straight up giving you the money and like, listen, have a nice life. I hope and, that work out for you. Whereas you you willing to make a deal with the devil where you know they're gonna be strings attached. Think about it. You just hit the nail on the head. There were no strings attached. She can ready to slide out of town. She's not asking you for ownership in the um, gym. She's not asking you to pay her the money yeah, she back. She's asking you for like, shit. She's really trying to set you up for you to be successful. Like, yeah, that I didn't understand. I didn't understand that part either. The only thing I can say about that is, is just that Mercedes. It just speaks to the character that Mercedes is. She's got a hot character. Yeah, but sometimes pride. people pride. Sometimes, sometimes your pride. Sometimes your pride, you make your you make life yeah. harder for yourself dealing with the right. pride. But yeah, okay, right. but go ahead. Because I'm that's sorry. Real life I just... advice, right there, because sometimes our pride get in the way of reality, and sometimes pride get in the way yeah. of us making the best decision for ourselves. We make decisions based on pride, right. but at the end of the day, sometimes you got to let that pride step aside and make what's the best decision at that moment. And at that moment, this girl's your blessing. She's your she's your savior at this point. Because, yeah, she's, it's a blessing. Not only like, that, but look but, what else you know. she done for you. She got your ass up out of jail while everybody else was gonna leave you there with your mama. That, yeah, you would have been up in there with Patrice and for thirteen got your days. Car, and put you and on, put you on for the ten. And got your car up out of Empire. Right, and put you on. Yeah, got your car to Empire, and like and you said, put and you put on. you on. Like, okay, okay, all right. I don't mean to hold it up. I just, I just thought maybe I had a different point of view no, on it, but okay. With, so then we switched to the, um, the park. The park is fucked up. I'm both going to fuck up that park. <laughs> so, uh, God daddy tell Andre, please take your dick up out my ass. <laughs> he was like, yo, when this shit is over and done with, I ain't fuck with you no more. So, like, he's blaming Andre for all yeah. of this. And I guess the reason why he's blaming Andre for all this is because he feels like... Because it's Andre's well, fault. It is. It is. It, it is his fault. <laughs> Because if Andre would have never let that info get out, then none of this would have been happening. So technically, it is his fault. But right. I think Andre at this point just don't give a fuck. He don't give no fucks. He was like, Yeah, because that's the first thing. Because um, yeah, because uh, God Daddy was like, How did they even find out about? Like, how does anybody even know about the damn casino? Like, that's on you. Yeah, because you let that paperwork get loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because of autumn. autumn. Yeah, because, because of autumn. autumn. Yeah. yeah, that paperwork got loose. Um. So then Uncle Clifford, I ain't going to even, we switch back to the club. Uncle Clifford decides to get everybody, Corral, everybody together, and, you know, give everybody a motivational speech. Yo, this is about to be our last night. Oh, that speech was monumental, you Let's hear me? let the paint go out with a bang. The paint going to go out with it tomorrow. We're going to bury it, but tonight we're going to stack the Skrilla. Tonight we're going to dance like it's our last <laughs> night. We're going to get all that Skrilla. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? That was an epic speech. But the speech that the mayor gave to Andre was epic. When he broke that shit down, he was like, "Listen, you don't you don't have a monopoly on trying to help people just because I ain't store. doing it the way you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to help." That that was actually epic too, because I think a lot of times, especially with 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 black politicians, they're sort of caught in that crossroads. And, and but you know what? That's that's life in general. That's on your job. That's in politics. That's anything in it. A person of color that's in any type of uh, position of power or authority is going to come to that crossroad where they're going to be conflicted by doing what they feel that's morally and personally right 
in doing what's expected of them because of their race or because of their background or their upbringing. So, yeah, I do feel like the bear is conflicted. I, I, I agree with you on that. I do feel like he's, he's at a crossroad because here I am, a black male, and just by what we've seen of the mayor, we know that he come from a checkered past. So it's not like he's a Harvard graduate and he's a politician and he's walked this, this fine line all his life. He hasn't. He's came from a checkered past. So, you know, the only reason why he's in this position is what he promised to do for the white folks. And the white folks mm-hmm. are now wanting to cash in on those promises. And he can't deliver them now, or he's at risk of trying to deliver those promises. Same thing with Uncle Clifford. You know, he, here he is promising these people that, you know, I'm going to save the club. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep on moving. And now he's got to go to them and tell them, like, look, tonight is our last night. But I want y'all yeah. to do everything like y'all normally do. You know, we're going to get this money. And, you know, we. Except for, except for having yeah, your so We're going to be all right. And, and alcohol. Mm, no, no <laughs> except for the. Because they were like, how are we going to make any money? <laughs> and I kind of feel bad because, you know, you see the uh, you see the uh, uh, scene, I don't know if it's in this episode or earlier episode, where the girls were just trying to figure out what they were going to do after the club, you know. Some of them said they were going to go work at a dentist's mm-hmm. office or restaurant. Some of them thought about going to work at the casino. So, you know, they're trying to figure out what their next move is. So, you know, this is changing everybody's world overnight. So... You know, and then you know, of course, we we, we got we got a couple Easter eggs in that speech too, because you know, uh, Uncle Clifford tells them, "Yo, the club's gonna be packed, Big L, uh, Diamond. Y'all make sure y'all have y'all radios on. That'll come up in the next episode." But he told them make sure they had their radios mm-hmm. on, uh, make sure the girls put their breasts up. That's gonna come up in the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Y'all, y'all can make this money, but you know, just make sure y'all don't have the breasts out and everything." So. You know, he's 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 doing what he needs to do as the owner of the club, their manager, their friend. So, you know, we see everybody getting ready for murder night. You know, they um murder they get night. the club together, you know, straightening it up, you know, getting everything together. So uh we switch to a little murder and our Clifford <clears throat> that night the club is getting ready to open up and a little murder and um and Uncle Clifford uh sneak off into the woods. And Lil Murder has stole Uncle Clifford's car. He's like, I'm there. He's like, how you got my car down here? He's like, I stole it. <laughs> yeah, he was serious. I, I stole it. <laughs> he's breaking that bad shit, stealing that bad shit. But he's decorated the car with Christmas lights all over the car and Christmas lights. So, Chris, I'm going to let you talk about that scene. Why? Why? You know what? I'm not even entertaining that. It's just whatever. It's nothing to talk about. Like, they, he they went were, on a date. He had been trying to take Uncle Clifford out. Uncle Clifford kept telling him, listen, you know where we live. You know what it is. This ain't going to work. We can't be seen in public. Like, what we do is just going to have to be something we do in private between the two of us. And Murder found a way for them to sort of have a date. And it was very romantic. It was very, very romantic. And they they sort of had a date. And, and they, you know, were intimate. Because that's what, you know, lovers do. They, you know, so... It was fogged up. They had themselves a whole good little moment. The biggest thing we take from that is that Lil Murder is pressuring Uncle Clifford to be in a relationship. And Uncle Clifford is Mm -hmm. continuing to rebuke his efforts in wanting to be in a relationship. So as they get um, out from their little date, the uh, Lil Murder manager sees them coming back up from the woods. 
And, um, you know, we could tell by the look on his face he wasn't here for that. Um, we then switched to uh, Andre at the bar. He drinking and thinking. You know, he got some things on his mind. And I think that he's probably just thinking through, you know, what has happened with the whole club. And at this point, it just looks like he's just over it. He's done. He's ready for this auction so he can get the fuck up out of town. He's tired of dealing with the god daddy. You know, he's just over it. And he gets a text from Haley saying one last dance. Because remember, Mercedes talked oh, her yeah, into doing right. it when because she was she was gone. Yeah, yeah she she asked yeah, her. she was gone. Yeah. Say goodbye to him. She's like, "Well, I called him." So, yeah, she was like, "You say goodbye to Uncle Clifford," and she was like, "No." And she was like, "What's about the nigga Andre?" Her boot thing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so, so she thought there. about it, and the thing about it is, though, she followed Mercedes' advice because you know she was just gonna slide on out of town. But I think that if, she, mm-hmm. if Mercedes had not told her to have invite Andre down to the club, she would have left. I don't think that she would have stayed and danced that night. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think okay. she would have so either. I'm, 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 I'm on the same page with y'all on that because I was curious about that because it didn't seem like she was prepared to stay. Like she wanted to get that last little bit of business between her and Mercedes, get this money, and then she was going to slide them out. So um, she decides to stay and she invites Andre down to the club for one last dance. We switch to uh, back at the club. Um, Mississippi comes out to, I guess, the back of the club, which they little break area where they go out smoking and whatever. And Diamond's out there. Mm-hmm. And so her and Diamond start having a little conversation. And for some reason, she's nervous about tonight, which she should be because, I mean, it's a big night for them. They got an AR rep that's coming down to check them out. You know, her and Little Murder are getting right. ready to perform. So she's a little bit nervous about that. And it's her first night as a headliner because the last time, right, because the last time she was filling in for Mercedes and then it was just regular night. This is like her All night, her. you know, murder night yeah. with. Yeah, it's yeah. her night. So uh, Diamond and her have a little um, conversation, and he gives her one of his chains that's got like this little crystal or something on it. He said that he got it from one of his his um, friends or fellow soldiers, comrades, uh, and soldiers in yeah. Iraq that got killed trying to save him. And he said the stone meant that um, it gives you courage. So he puts this um, stone mm-hmm. on her, and they're getting ready to kiss. They're getting ready to kiss with Gidget, old hot pussy, thirsty ass, come up out there, mad because her old mad. man stood her up. Her old man texts her, so he's coming tonight. So she's sexually frustrated. <laughs> right, that, you know how you know what he's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you the candy man. You ain't got time for no pussy. <laughs> Hey, he can put it up in anyway, so he ain't got time for you. I was getting ready to say he was making time for he just wasn't making for time her, for right. <laughs> So, uh, they almost have right. a moment, and you could tell that, um, Diamond really cares about Mississippi, and that's going to come up in the next episode. But he really cares for her, and he gives her the advice that she needs the same kind of the same advice that she kind of gave a little murder. You know, he gives her the advice that, hey, you got the strength in you. You got the courage in you. You're going to do fine, blah, blah, blah. Right. You're going to be, be all right. right. Yeah. So we see Andre show up at the club. You know, um, Big L say, uh, no John Hancock, no Hardcock. <laughs> you got to sign this petition. Or you... Right, because everybody got to sign a petition to get yeah, into the Everybody pink. for the night that's trying to get in the club has got to sign a petition against the casino. And he makes Andre signs the petition in order to get in. Because at first right. they were going to let him in. And then now I'm like, no, we're going to let him in. 
So then we see um, a Mississippi old man roll up to the club with his little posse. And Diamond told him, get your Jerry. ass to the back of the line like everybody else. You ain't special. Get your ass to the back of the right. line. Right, because he sure thought he was about to roll up. He really thought he was about to roll up. Diamond was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. First he was like, shouldn't you be home with the kids? Yeah, yeah. first he's going to ask him about who, why he ain't home with taking care yeah. of the kids. <laughs> And then when the motherfucker get inside, he's at uh Gidget's at the bar drinking and thinking she throwing shots back, you know. She mad because the old man ain't came through. And then Derek comes up, that's his name. Derek comes up to the bar and orders a whole top shelf bottle and put it on Keyshawn's tab. And you know, Gidget starts right. talking cash shit to him about, yo, I don't like how you treat my girl. You know, she kind of stands up for um uh Mississippi because the other girl at the bar, you know, she's pregnant. And she was like, yo, uh, don't make no trouble for her. Just leave it alone. And so, you know, they kind of have a whole back and forth, you know, about how sorry he is or whatever. You see Autumn over there giving her a lap dance. And then Andre shows up with a bottle and two glasses. Uh-huh. Both of their face went up like a Christmas tree. So now the pussy fairy comes out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Listen, her pussy is a fun time. Oh, my God. You throw that shit up in the air, it's sunshine. I'm telling you. That's that's sunshine because Andre was mesmerized. She has so not had sex with okay, her. Let's go ahead and break that whole scene down where she take all her motherfucking clothes off and um unbuckle his belt. You don't think she slid that dick in? Oh my god. Yes, she No, she did, did not. No the phone no, call No, right? Yes. So, yes. The call from the wife. So table. she starts giving him a really good lap dance. Like this was yes. really a really nice lap dance. It was a very intimate, very passionate lap dance. You know, he's he's got his mind on her, but he's distracted by the phone because the phone's ringing back to back to back at this point. And he just tries to um uh, throw the phone further down the seat instead of putting the motherfucker on vibrate. Why you used to turn the motherfucker off or put the bitch on vibrate? <laughs> you know, so. Because he couldn't concentrate that hard. That, right. that took too much thought. His brain because wasn't was working that hard. mesmerized by the what? Okay. By Autumn. <laughs> that, I'm telling That's you. That's it. <laughs> look at the definition of pussy fairy. I'm telling you. Uh, it's not a bad really? thing. I mean, it's, it's one of her idiosyncrasies that make her like It's not word. even a real word. We look it up. A, it's not even look a real word. Fairy. Um, so... <laughs> so she don't. He don't know if she that has magic. You know, like, I'm telling you, like she has sunshine from Harlem Night. That man okay, like that. Like they they just, they're just intimate with each other without that's sex. That's it. They 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 didn't have sex. And ain't even got the pussy yet. So, like I say, she's a pussy fairy. That motherfucker is mesmerized by her. And he ain't even smelt it. <laughs> that's on him, not on her. She got some good abilities. That's her power. Um. So finally, uh, Autumn gets mad. She get mad at this point. She's like, look, answer the goddamn phone. <laughs> so she answers the phone for him and puts it to his ear, and it's his wife. And the wife says, Andre, where you at? And um, the wife is like, uh, he, he lied to the wife and say, oh, I'm at my spot. And she's like, no, you ain't, because I'm at the spot, and you ain't there. He's like, oh, I'm at the bar. I'll be there in a minute. And so, you know, they say their goodbyes, and he leaves. And so, uh, boy, when he gets to that hotel, <laughs> you can tell he's sexually frustrated because he broke that girl back on that table. And let me tell you, as a woman, ain't no, as a woman, she knew 
she ain't want to accept it until later on she accepted it. But she knew that something wasn't right. Because the way he came up in there and how right. he carried that whole situation. First of all, she should have smelled the strip club on him the minute True he hit story. the door. But, um, okay. And so, um, he broke that girl back. <laughs> he broke that girl back mm-hmm. out. And she's talking about, oh, you missed me. Nah, <laughs> you fucked up my pussy that I was getting ready to get. And so, uh, he goes to take a shower. We switch back to the club. Uh, Mississippi is doing a lap dance. A whole stalker, psycho, a baby daddy sitting there watching her give a lap dance. I'm like, you just got issues. And so we see uh, little murders outside in his car getting his stuff together. And Wody is out there kind of lurking in the dark. And, you know, they have a whole conversation about him and Uncle Clifford. So it's evident that uh, little murder has confided in Wody about his um, running. And that shocked me. That actually shocked because. When I saw the two of them together, I was like, oh, shit, he going to blow up this whole man's spot. But he actually yep. knew about Uncle Clifford, which made me then think the opposite. I'm like, maybe the two of them have had some dealings. I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. the two of them done, you know, done some things. I don't think so, because he, because of some of the comments that he made in the conversation. He was like, you know, you got all these girls throwing this pussy at you, and this is what you want? And he was like, well, that don't mean that they ain't been you together. love what you love, but he said it couldn't be me. And so, um, and then he went on to say yes. that, you know, you can do what you want to do in the dark and behind closed doors, but don't let that fuck up us getting this money. So he pretty much told him, like, yo, you got to be more careful with how you roll because right now you sloppy. And, like, you know, people going to find out and that's going to fuck up your whole career. So he kind of planted that seed that we see uh, evolve in the next episode. He plants that seed with a little murder that, you know, he need to, you know, kind of fall back on his dealings with Uncle Clifford. And so then we switch back right. to the club. Mercedes is kind of walking the floor, working the floor like she normally do, looking for the balls for the night. She spots Montavious with a big stack of money, big stack of money. And he had to give her by at least $2,000. That that was a stack of 20s. There were no ones. That was a stack of 20s he gave her. And um, she was like, well, you want me to take you to the Paradise Room? He was like, no, nah, I got my mind on something else. And he spots Autumn on the stage. And she mm-hmm. pretty much signals for Autumn to come on down. And dude, when Autumn looked at that dude, it was like she saw death. And Mercedes didn't kind of pick up on it at first, but you could tell right when Autumn was getting ready to walk off, she kind of like gave her another look like, mm, something ain't right about that. And then um, right. that's when Coach rolls up and, you know, she pretty much tell Coach that, you know, I didn't call you down here for that, but hold on a minute, I'll I get back with you in a minute. So that's when she's kind of watching Autumn walk off and... That's where the episode goes off at. It goes off with a little murder and um, Mississippi getting ready to go on the stage. And um, Autumn is in the room with Montavious. And Montavious like, Haley, where the fuck my money at? And the episode go off. Man. So what y'all think getting ready to happen? Haley's going to get her ass fucked up. Yeah, I was like, oh, snap. Like, what is getting ready to happen to Haley? Like, I thought, I thought he was going to walk her ass straight about the club. Like, that's what I thought too. That's what that's what I thought was gonna happen. But she took him down to the paradise room, which you know the paradise room. Everybody don't got access to it, or everybody can't get into the paradise room. You know, because it got like a little key code or something on there. It's not like the regular VIP room right. where everybody come and go. This one is kind of right. like private. It's locked down. You know, you have to you have to kind of. I guess they kind of reserve the room out. Like if somebody's in there, nobody else can't go in there. Type deal, I guess. 
because you know nobody just walks up in the paradise room. It's a private room. I think the smartest thing would have been was to walk her out, you know. But um, my question is, what? Like, it's still the money. Like, I'm still questioning. We're gonna get into that. This money, like, we're gonna get into she that stole the episode. money from we'll get into that from episode, him. Because, uh, I thought that. Um, I also thought that. I thought that. Um, Diamond was gonna kill Keyshawn boyfriend. Yep. I also think that uh, the club is gonna be saved. I do think that the club is going to be safe. I've been saying that from day one. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And I think yeah. someone is going to come through and save the club that we least expect. So we'll see what happens next episode. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. I know we're a little late. You know, uh, our everyday lives have kind of got in the way of us recording in real time. But, you know, we're going to try to get this together. And we still got some other episodes we got to do. Uh, Power Book 2, we're going to go ahead and start our reviews on it. Um, and then yeah, <laughs> I'll save that for when we start book two. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening to us. You can uh, follow us on our social media. Um, I'm Retro CG. You also can follow us at TSF Entertainment. Uh, really, B, tell them where they can find you at. You can find me on YouTube at Really B TV, or you can find me on Instagram at Really B TV on you underscore on YouTube. Jack, tell them where they can find you at, bro. Jack of George on Instagram. Come out at me. Follow me. I follow back. Talk to y'all next time. Peace. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.